welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Thursday of the seventh week of Easter. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. May your Spirit, O Lord, we pray, imbue us powerfully with spiritual gifts, that he may give us a mind pleasing to you and graciously conform us to your will. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Since the tribune wanted to know what precise charge the Jews were bringing against Paul, he freed him and gave orders for a meeting of the chief priests and the entire Sanhedrin. Then he brought Paul down and stood him in front of them. Now Paul was well aware that one section was made of Sadducees and the other of Pharisees. So he called out in the Sanhedrin, Brothers, I am a Pharisee and the son of Pharisees. It is for our hope in the resurrection of the dead, that I am on trial. As soon as he said this, a dispute broke out between the Pharisees and Sadducees, and the assembly was split between the two parties. For the Sadducees say there is neither resurrection, nor angel, nor spirit, while the Pharisees accept all three. The shouting grew louder, and some of the scribes from the Pharisees' party stood up and protested strongly. We find nothing wrong with this man. Suppose a spirit has broken to him, or an angel? Feeling was running high, and the tribune, afraid that they would tear Paul to pieces, ordered his troops to go down and haul him out and bring him into the fortress. Next night, the Lord appeared to him and said, Courage, you have borne witness for me in Jerusalem. Now you must do the same in Rome. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Keep me safe, O God, you are my hope. Keep me safe, O God, you are my hope. Preserve me, God, I take refuge in you. I say to the Lord, you are my God. O Lord, it is you who are my portion and cup. It is you yourself who are my prize. Keep me safe, O God, you are my hope. I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel, who even at night directs my heart. I keep the Lord ever in my sight. Since he is at my right hand, I shall stand firm. 
Keep me safe, O God. You are my hope. And so my heart rejoices, my soul is glad. Even my body shall rest in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead, nor let your beloved know decay. Keep me safe, O God. You are my hope. You will show me the path of life, the fullness of joy in your presence. At your right hand, happiness forever. Keep me safe, O God. You are my hope. Alleluia, alleluia. May all be one as you are, Father and I in you. Let the world believe that you sent me, says the Lord. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Holy Father, I pray not only for these, but for those also who through their words will believe in me. May they all be one. Father, may they be one in us, as you are in me and I am in you, so that the world may believe it was you who sent me. I have given them the glory you gave to me, that they may be one as we are one. With me in them and you in me, may they be so completely one that the world will realise that it was you who sent me and that I have loved them as much as you loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am so that they may always see the glory you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Father, Righteous one, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them, and will continue to make it known, so that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and so that I may be in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so we're getting into the last little section of this high priestly prayer that Jesus prays at the Last Supper. And we can see one of the major themes that comes through is is that Jesus is praying for unity among those who will come to believe in him as a consequence of the preaching of the apostles. And I think if there's one thing you can kind of recognize in this prayer is that it really it really has the character of pleading. You know, Jesus says, I, I pray not only for these, for the, for the disciples in the upper room, but also for those who through their words will believe in me. May they all be one. Father, may they be one in us as you are in me and I am in you. That what Jesus is asking for his followers is communion in him, with the Father and with each other. Now, one of the things that we know about communion is that it doesn't come except by means of sacrifice. And and that's going to be Jesus on the cross. That's the, the ultimate definitive sacrifice. But I think we know this in our daily lives as well. It's a principle that you can take to the bank. There is no communion without sacrifice. There is no love without making a gift of oneself. Communion comes through sacrifice, and in a world of sin, that sacrifice will be painful. 
to be at the service of the kind of unity that Jesus is bringing into the world by means of his love reminds me of the um, famous quote of Mother Teresa. She said, I found the paradox that if you love until it hurts, there can be no more hurt, only more love. So in a broken world, communion will call for sacrifice and that sacrifice will be painful, but that's the path of love. And it doesn't promise simply more hurt, but more love. All right, I'm going to draw a little line under that little reflection because I'd like to focus particularly on one of the lines towards the end of the high priestly prayer that Jesus prays to his father, I have made your name known to them and will continue to make it known. Now, please bear in mind, I'm ripping this off from Pope Benedict's book, Jesus of Nazareth, the second volume. But he makes the interesting point. He says, well, who was it in the Old Testament who made God's name known? It was Moses. The encounter that Moses has with God in the burning bush, he says, well, well, what's your name? And God says, I am who am. That Moses is the one who communicates to the people the name of the transcendent God. Now, if you pause for a moment and and really think about who God is, you know, he's not your big brother. He's not, you know, the divine Santa Claus who rewards the good with blessings. No, God is the ground of all being. He is the act of existence itself. Nothing can be without God giving it being. Now, this means that God is transcendent. He's not a part of the world. He's not a thing in the world. He's the foundation of the world. And that makes God so much bigger than anything we can conceive of in our minds. The fancy pants word for this is that God is transcendent. He's beyond. But this God who is infinite has revealed to Moses his name. And the point that Benedict makes about this is that that a name means that God can be addressed. You can speak to him. God isn't cold and distant. He's present. And he's made himself available to man. So where we point to God being transcendent, now the fact that God has revealed his name through Moses means that God is imminent. He's present. God's not just out there. He's here. Now here's the thing. Jesus prays to the Father, I have made your name known to them. Now, knowing that this name is what made God present to the people, we now see Jesus is acting as a new Moses, but he's not simply communicating a word that is God's name. Jesus himself is God's name. You see, if the name pointed to the imminence of God, 
the presence of God among his people, the reality that God dwells with them, well, that's Jesus. Because what's his name? His name is Emmanuel, God with us. He is the presence of God among the people, not by means of the word of God's name, but by means of his own flesh and blood. At the very start of John's Gospel in the prologue, he tells us that the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And so Jesus reveals God's holy presence to the people. God isn't just the Almighty. He's not just the High and Mighty. He is very lowly and is among his people. And so Jesus prays to the Father, I have made your name known to them. Jesus is a whole new closeness of God to his people. And says the Lord, I will continue to make it known. I will continue to make God's name known. In other words, that Christ dwelling among his people And revealing God's presence to them is something that has begun and that will continue. And it has a purpose. Listen again to the words of Jesus. I have made your name known to them and will continue to make it known. So that the love with which you loved me may be in them. And so that I may be in them. So Jesus who is the holy presence of God among his people, longs to dwell within his people. Just let that wash over you for a second. That Christ has come in order to draw us into the love between the Father and the Son. That infinite love of the infinite God, who is the ground of all existence, looks to us And longs to make his home with us. Just as Moses revealing God's name makes him accessible to his people because they can address him. Now Jesus, the new Moses, makes God accessible by dwelling in us and drawing us up into the life of God. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, We dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. 
I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test. And deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.